Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Like, as I'm always thinking of how to improve the world and, and uh, benefiting the people and the nature and animals, then it's super nice for me to be in a kitchen and cooking because then my brain is uh, relaxing and I'm just concentrating on the flavors and, like, I have, like... The, the, something in the oven and shopping something and that's like vacation for my brain. Hi and welcome to the Bridge Builders Society pod, the BBS pod, where you meet the exciting people who connect countries, cultures and businesses around the world. We're recording this in Stockholm. I'm Tina Magnegard Björs. My daytime job is as foreign news reporter at the Swedish news agency TT. I've covered American politics for many years and I'm also a passionate yogi. And I'm Josephine Charpentier. I'm an entrepreneur in marketing and PR with a soft spot for technology. I'm also the founder of IconFest. Today we're super proud to introduce you to Olga Grönvall Lund. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. 
Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Olga wants to change the world through food and how we eat. In recent years, she has run her own companies in the world of food, regarding events, catering, production, lectures in and outside of Sweden. And she's seen the problems with the food system from an entrepreneur's perspective. Last year, she spent a month in a hospital next to her cancer-sick father and saw the problems with the food being served there. In Olga's own words, it hurts when you open your eyes and see what our reality looks like. So, Olga founded Reformaten. Welcome, Olga. Thank you so much for having me. So nice to be here. There's so much we want to know about you and the Reformaten. But first, we would like you to tell us the story of Doof. So funny that you mentioned that because that's really like, that was another eye-opener for me after Reformaten. Or like, I have so many eye-openers every day, but this was a brutal one. And that was when I was on a conference a few weeks ago hosted by Sweden Food Tech. And then it was a guy that introduced this term, doof. And doof is basically, you take food backwards. So it's another, like, it's a new term for explaining um, explaining food in another way. So doof in, in Joshua Spodek's uh, meaning, that is like everything that is processed and in a package. And it's uh, really interesting if you uh, take a normal supermarket and imagine yourself like how much of this supermarket is doof versus how much is actually food. They're like a pure product that comes straight from a farm into the supermarket without the package. So that is like his explanation of doof. So a typical doof product would be a uh a package of potato chips? Yeah, I would say so. Something processed. But it's also like, because everything that is processed is not necessarily a bad product. But if you have to like go with big measurements and just think like, okay, this is not a product that comes straight from a farmer to me. Uh, and has taken this like detour through a big processor or that someone in between got the money from the production or from the sales. Yeah. 
So I already hear about your enthusiasm for <laughs> sustainable food. But before we get into that, please tell us just a little bit more about yourself. Where did you grow up? Uh, actually, uh, I am born on Åland, this island between Sweden and Finland, where it's not one island, it's super many islands, a big archipelago. And my mother, she's from Finland, uh, but I'm raised in Gamla stan, actually on Stortorget. So very city center of Stockholm, and we moved to Kungsholmen when I was about five years old. So I'm uh, I'm a big city kid, uh, or if you call Stockholm a big city, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but then I moved to Berlin when I was 21 years old, and I spent the uh, last seven years there and moved back to Stockholm two years ago to change the system a bit faster. So, so did you know already when you were a child that food was was your passion? Like we have always discussed the importance of food for for the climate and for the persons behind the production and your own health. Uh, when I was a kid, we never got to eat just like pure candy. We got these like honey waffles. Do you know them? That was like woohoo, honey waffles. <laughs> but it was super lame compared to uh, to my friends that got like this. Yeah, produced, big produced chocolate. And I got just like pure cocoa with milk. And uh, so I'm raised with a very like high quality type of food. Then we went to a farm to buy meat and uh, very fortunate in that way. And also my grandparents uh, has been like farmers and forest engineers. So the food has been really good quality food. Yeah. So what was your favorite thing to eat as a kid and what is your favorite thing to eat now? And and what does your mother do to do this, to be this uh, aware? <laughs> but she's just like this force of nature. She has been out in the forest with my grandfather for all the time when she grew up. So... Um, she comes from the same background that they have been discussing the importance of food through history in the family. So when I was a kid, like I love all food almost. Uh, and even if it's not like good quality food, I have eaten it uh, past my years. And also if I go to a friend, I would never say, oh, is this organic? Is this local produced? I'm not that annoying. <laughs> uh, and I will never be. But uh, if I can decide myself, I always... Um, Want to want to benefit a business that do good for the planet and the human health. So, okay, that was not the answer on your question, but <laughs> anyways, um, I don't know. Like, I'm a salty person, a savory person. I'm not that much into sweet. I eat sweet if I have nothing else to eat. But I eat a lot. I have to eat every third hour because I have so much energy and I move so much and think so much. So therefore, I eat a lot. Uh, and I never cook the same dish two times because then I would get super bored. And I hate uh, to be bored. <laughs> or I cannot be bored. Like, that's not my personality. Yeah, so I don't have a favorite dish like that. I cannot say that. <laughs> what did you eat last night? Oh, then my friend Sue was over for dinner and she brought um, some Korean spices uh, and we applied those flavors on the vegetables that I have at home because I get this like box every week uh, with uh, vegetables from local small farms around Stockholm. So uh, yeah, uh, seasonal and organic and supporting small farms. So I love to like... Because to cook, that is playing with flavors. And uh, you can never get bored. And my head, like as I'm always thinking of how to improve the world and, and uh, benefiting the people and the nature and animals, then it's super nice for me to be in a kitchen and cooking because then my brain is uh, relaxing and I'm just concentrating on the flavors. And like I have like the, the, something in the oven and shopping something. And that's like vacation for my brain. But are you actually a chef as well? 
Like I I cook very good and like the last years I've run my own uh, um, uh, catering agency or event agency where I've cooked or created the menu. So that's how we met. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, so yeah. We happy had before that. The food was fabulous. Yeah, but I love to cook. I think it's so much fun. Yeah. But I'm not a trained chef. I'm just like, but I'm a good chef. <laughs> you are a good chef. For someone who has not heard about Reformaten, please give us the short version. <laughs> okay. So, Reformaten uh, is a people's movement with the goal to change the food systems which benefits the health of the planet, humans and animals. So, our vision of it is that we have to change the food system on a system level and not point on the small individual people because we simply can't, we don't have time to, uh, to work on people's behavior right now as it is so urgent this topic with the food because if you look on the on the climate crisis like food has a huge impact on on the carbon dioxide I can never say this word carbon Carbon dioxide dioxide (laughs) it's so hard to say but that is the thing with me you know like I'm not a researcher I'm not the expert but I'm an expert on making things happening and I know a lot of experts so the idea of reformaten is to bring people together around the subject of food so we want to translate like very difficult research reports that almost no one that is not a complete nerd or a scientist can understand because if you understand the impact that food has on our environment and nature and uh, your health and the it's not just like the physical health it's also the mental health and the animals like it plays a huge role in our world but it's such a sensitive topic like you don't hear politicians especially not in Sweden bring up the topic of how food is produced uh, on that level that it should be you know like the uh, the debate about the flight traffic that's That's something that people love to discuss. And if you compare the pollution from the air flights with the production of food, it's nothing. So, you know, like the food is such a sensitive subject, but it's also due to all these like lobbyist organizations and the structures of powers, which can be a bit like frightening sometimes, but I believe in the power of the people. And therefore, we want to gather the people around this topic and educate the people within this subject to... to collect these voices and tell our leaders that we don't accept this system anymore and want to see a new food system where everyone is a winner and not only like a few big middle hands. What about the name, Reformaten? Explain it to a non-Swedish speaker. Yeah. Okay, so Reformaten is Reformaten and that is Reform Maten and Maten in Swedish, that's food. So Reform the food. Simple as that. Yeah. Not nothing special with that. <laughs> and how did you get all these amazing people engaged in the course? Okay, so um, so it started like uh, yeah in this hospital when my dad was sick, and I saw what kind of food that was served to him, and got extremely sad and disappointed of how the system is working. That our tax money is paying for food that is actually harming our health and the planet's health instead of benefiting it. So then uh, I went out for a run, and the whole reformation just came up to my head, and I was just like, shit, 
it's not that complicated. We just have to gather the voice of the people and tell our leaders that we don't accept this. So the first idea of Reformaten was just to do an awareness campaign, translate the, the science, because all science is already on the table. We don't need to come up with one new report. We have to do something dras- like radical and big about this. And uh, then I contacted my friend Marika, who is a communication designer, and I asked her for help and said, like, you have to help me now. And we have to do this with super nice graphics and and in a format that people uh, like or can understand. So uh, it took us months to just like develop Reformaten and understand the issue. And I never thought that this issue would be this big. Like I've learned so much the past years and this issue is just like growing, growing when I learn more and more from all these experts that is involved now. And so the first idea was to, yeah, the awareness campaign and the petition. And then throughout the year, we understood that, okay, something is wrong here because why are not the farmers talking with the uh, researchers, talking with the organizations, speaking with the people? Like we saw that it was like missing an organization that was covering like building bridges between all of this. So then our idea of creating an organization came up. So in the summer, we started a ideal forening, like a... Like an NGO. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, but during this year, I've been speaking with so many experts and they've told me, Olga, of course we want to help with Reformaten, but tell us when we like when there is something actual we can do. And then I was just like thinking and thinking, and how should I do this? How can I bring all these experts together and mix them with my background, which is from the entertainment scene. Like I've been living in Berlin for seven years. All my friends are cool DJs, restaurant owners, hosting big parties, and I come from that world they were like all crazy people and nothing is normal so my uh, idea was to take a boring conference and make it to a colorful and inviting uh, atmosphere but then the issue was the corona of course uh, because this was during the pandemic and then So first, my first idea was that we would create this huge climate conference with the, with the topic food. And it will come from the people's voice because these uh, kind of conferences already exist. But they are only speaking with a certain type of group of people. And I think that the topic of food belongs to everyone as everyone eat and everyone get affected by this problem. So I don't think it is something for just the expert or the chefs or, or this small groups. It is for everyone. So to translate this, uh, uh, I wanted to put the, the conference in a scene that is something like a cool place that uh, that appeal to people. So then we held this conference the 3rd of September at a club in Stockholm called Triggården, which is uh, yeah one of the best venues in Stockholm. Uh, it's super cool under a bridge. And, uh, and then... We had like a daytime program and a nighttime program where we wanted to lift up the subject of food from different perspectives. So we had like my friend Maria, she's a, she's a very good writer and she comes from Rinkeby, which is like one of these like more problem neighborhoods outside Stockholm. And she told about the perspective of food from a family that don't have almost any money and just eat boiled potatoes with butter for, for dinner. And this is so important when you speak about food that you need to be very respectful 
respectful and open-minded because food is such a sensitive topic. It has to do like where you come from, how much money you make, how educated you are, what tradition your family has, which culture you come from, and which part of the world you come from. So you always have to have this in mind when you speak about the subject that not everyone have the same chance to like come into the conversation in the in the same way if it doesn't make sense yeah, it's really identity yeah yeah because when you criticize what someone eats you criticize the whole personality therefore this is such a sensitive to- a subject and i think therefore nothing has been done in the volume it has to be done before then we had like the evening program it was um entertaining lesson in food sustainability and health. So we had on a stage, we had Lena and Rosanna Endre, like Lena is one of Sweden's most famous actress, and her daughter Rosanna, they were the hostess for the program. And the whole program was, so it was 30 people in front of a stage and everyone looked to the stage. And then it was social distance between everyone. And, uh, uh, and a dinner was served to this program. And instead of having one chef that did the whole menu, then we did a collaboration between seven different chefs to symbolize this, that we have to collaborate around this question. So I got some of my like very idol chefs to cook the food. Then. So Paul Svensson, he did the vegetables, Sebastian. Sebastian Bodea did the bread, then we had Sina Mortada that did the beans, Siri Barje did the salad, and it was so, and some very talented other people as well, uh, and it was so cool to see these people collaborate and create this experience together. And then we had like a few kids that read up like their fear of the future because actually like the formaten is uh, existential question do we have a planet in the future or not and this is the future that we give to younger to the younger uh, generation generation so we have to be like lift up their voice in this question and be like they grow up with this like anxiety and fear of the future they don't dare to think about what uh, what profession they want to have they need to like they don't know if they want to have kids when they become uh, old or like they are uh, growing up to a way different reality thanks to the previous generations actions and that sucks i'm extremely angry <laughs> at other generations <laughs> yeah how do, how do you finance all this Okay, so right now, like we have got in a few like finances from private persons, crowdfunding. So now we have started, like yes, yeah, we are a ideal forening. Uh, then it's possible to switch those contributions. Uh-huh. But to be honest, like money is not my strongest side because I think it's so boring and I hate money. <laughs> But uh, for this conference, then we did the crowdfunding a few days before. Uh, we had the three of the seats for the dinner on Tradera, so auction, and then we just like called around for private investors just a few days before but you know like I don't think about money uh, because it's so much money on this planet and I think if you're doing something great for the planet and people you know karma if you're doing good money's going to come to you so for now like I'm living on a minimum minimum amount of money and borrow some money on my richer brother but I know that this is not a sustainable way of doing so we have to look for money but it's just that I don't think it's fun so I don't prioritize doing it now Yeah, to be honest. <laughs> we love your honesty. Yeah. But we, we also know that there have been some critic towards Reformat and maybe some under, misunderstandings. Could you tell us about this and how you've handled this? Yeah, of course. And that was something that was in our uh, community in the beginning. And that was because like... 
when you speak about food, it's always this polarized situation, like meat eaters against vegans, against the low carb, high fat, and against, like, you know, it's this uh, debate that is like in different groups. So as Fast, like as soon as someone there to speak about this subject, you're always going to get angry people towards you as it is such a sensitive subject. So when you say, for example, that it's not good to eat too much meat, then these uh, meat eaters uh, that can get very angry uh, and have a lot of free time in front of a computer uh, can express their feelings about that. And they don't like when people interfere with saying that their normal behavior is maybe something that is not so sustainable for everyone, to put it simple as that. But it was not so many people, and we handled it good. And, you know, like, when you're doing something like this, you cannot get stuck on small details because then you're going to lose the, the energy and the positive vibe that you need to handle an issue like this because it is super overwhelming. Like, the, the global food system... Or first I thought it was something like a Swedish food system. But as we import 50% of our food, it's not possible to say that we have a Swedish food system. As we are we are just like a product uh, of the EU laws and the subventions on EU level. And that is also has to do with all the trading agreements around the globe. So we are in a big global food system that is not fair for everyone. And now you're building a perfect bridge to our next question, which is like rising the ice and, and looking like, is it actually possible to create a better world through food? And and if so, uh, what are the main obstacles that you have to fight down? Okay, so it's actually not like... Uh, I'm not the expert here, and I'm not the researcher that can tell all these answers, but... I have read a lot about this and my personal opinion, I can say, because like we did a format and we're going to create like we're going to have a scientist or researchers board that advise us in our work and will respond to these questions. But I can tell you that, yeah, of course, like if you eat good food, then you're going to feel good. It's just to look on the Swedish population. 51% of the population is overweight and it's not that it's ugly or fat shaming. It's just about that that create other problems and lead to other sickness. The food plays a huge role on how on your physical health. And also if you look on the nature, like it's just to do an imaginary game. Like if you look where the product comes from. So it is one example uh, that is like in a, in a part of Europe, like or on the coast of Spain, we have an area called Almeria. So if you Google Almeria greenhouses Spain, then you can see like a big white dot on the map that is like like kilometer after kilometer with just like greenhouses and then just like think yourself do you think that soil is healthy because like everything's come from the earth and in the earth you have nutrition and that is the nutrition that we need to get into our body but if you have overused and like tortured these soils with pesticides and use this soil too much with big monocultures when you just like force a big heavy production then of course the nutrition cannot be the same the same as if it is comes from like a 
a small farm where they alternate or like you look on the regenerative side of uh, farming. And the persons behind, like, look, think yourself, because when I go into a supermarket, then I see chains. I don't see products, I see chains. So I see, like, okay, where does this product come from? Who is the person behind it? How did this person handle this product? In what way is it transported to us? Who got the money uh, from the sales of this product? And uh, what uh, what impact will my uh, buy have? So we know that you think the word uh, consumer power is used too much Mm. when it comes to influencing and changing our food consumption. Please explain why and how you think about this. Yeah, because to do uh, individual choice, then you need to be educated. Like, and you cannot... You cannot assume that everyone has this education within food because we have gone, like if you just think your grandparents in what way they ate food and where they bought their food, it's a very different world we live in right now. I I think like I heard a story that I don't know which country it was, but some kids think that the cow is purple due to the milk chocolate, you know, and, uh, you know, it's like so crazy the world we have created and what people think is real and not. And um, the consumer power, that is problematic due to that you put all the responsibility on the small individual. And you cannot assume that everyone is educated in this and don't have... Because right now, the food that is good for your for your health and planet costs a lot of money. And everyone can't afford that. So therefore, it's also a question of uh, is this fair or not? And then... So we have to lift up this question from the person and put it on the system. And if you have a system that is here for helping us, everyone in the society, then this system must make it possible for us to make right choices. And right now it's not possible to uh, to make right choices because we don't have so many products that is 100% good for the planet and the the people. So actually you believe uh, that you need to sort of lift the question above the individual level. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And yeah. the politicians have to act. Which makes uh, my my follow-up question not really useful because I wanted to ask you like on an everyday level and mm. nevertheless as an individual. But mm. do you have any other rules on how you think when you choose your food? Yeah, like it, when I buy food, I try to buy as pure ingredients as possible. So not so many e-subjects and, uh, and things like that. But also finding al- alternative ways of uh, shopping. So uh, instead of going to a normal big supermarket, I, I love to go to more farmer's market or buy products outside the, the normal the food supermarkets. And the same with restaurants. Like I really love to go out and eat on restaurants if I know that this restaurant has a really good profile and they have a chef that have eye for this. But I hate to go out for a random lunch if I'm hang- uh, hangry. <laughs> uh, well, you have been compared to the young climate activist Greta Thunberg. How do you feel about this? And do you believe that young people have the future in their hands or is it too much structure in the way? No, but she's like super cool. I'm not that. (laughs) I'm not that. (laughs) She, yeah, you cannot compare me to Greta. Uh, But anyways, yeah, I think like young people, they, like we have to grow up with this future. So we need to change this future because we have to live with this. And also, 
I believe that maybe the young people are more aware and interested in this or it feels like we have to do it. Meanwhile, the other generations that are older have maybe have their best before this and just want to enjoy their own lives a bit, you know, like, and also because we have to, when you work with this, you cannot be egoistic and think of yourself because it is, it demands so much energy and power. So you have to like put yourself on the side and act for the bigger group. So to do this, then you have to be not so selfish and uh, be... I don't know. I think like we are so fed up with all this information that it's going really bad for the planet and we have seen all these past mistakes. And now we stand in this, um, on this road and either it's going to go straight up to hell, like it's fucked. Uh, and I think it's going to go faster than everyone thinks. Uh, depressive. But, or we go this other direction where we uh, choose a better world through food. And if you look on like scientists as Johan Rockström, then he says clearly like food has the single strongest lever to optimize hum- human and planetary health. So, and if we continue like this, then it's going to go to hell. If we change this, then everything is going to be good. So the ultimate uh, goal or vision then, at, at what point, if, if ever, will the food system be good? So good so that you don't have to work with the reformata. Oh, I really look forward to that day. But that will be when no one suffers from food. And then I speak about the production of food, the processing of food and the uh, consuming of food. Because you have to have all this in mind. Like if you look on the global sustainability goals um, that some people are aware of and some people not, then food goes into almost all of the sustainability goals and some are directly linked and some indirectly linked. And so when no one suffers from food, then we have reached the goal. So it's very high goal. And if you look like now on the like 2.4 million people, billion people on the planet are obese. Two billion people, or this was statistic for from two years ago, I think, and this is taken from the Eat Good book. And two billion people, they are malnutrition, so like uh, they eat wrong kind of food. And now, I think it is this year, it's like 690 million people suffer from hunger, but due to the coronavirus, this is going to be even more people, like maybe 100 million more people. And I think like I'm a super privileged person. Like I have, like I'm grown up in Sweden where every, our life is very good. I have people around me that I love. I have energy that few people have. So like I'm obliged to do this. Like uh, I'm so privileged. So I just have to do this because it's not many people if you look on the whole globe that have this kind of life and have the possibility to do this. So through Reformaten, you're becoming a bridge builder, the grand theme of our podcast. But your bridge seems to go from present to the future and maybe also the past. What are your thoughts about this? I have really hard time to think in the past. Like I always think like 
in the future. But you refer to your grandparents. Yeah, that is my roots. Like, you know, like I uh, I th- uh, always try to think like why I become in this way. And I think it has to do with my genes, like that I am born in this way and also transformed into this way. But if I look, if you look on my calendar or if you look at things I read or what I speak about, it's always the future. Because I remember like the first year when I lived in Berlin and I applied for internships at the event agencies and stuff. Then I wrote like, hi, my name is Olga and I love to plan things. <laughs> so like, I love to plan things and then seeing, the, seeing them becoming true. And also like creating happenings for people to make life more enjoyable and fun. So therefore like food has always been so close to my heart because like at events, then the food, like food unites people and the food is so fun and tasty and it's just like amazing. So I think it's such a, Amazing solution, so you cannot lose it. The food is actually a bridge, bridge. itself. Here. It is. Yeah, and that was so fun because the first company I was running was called Mackish, and that was a sandwich company and started as a Facebook group. And there we had like the sandwich. Uh, was a symbol of, uh, like, it was a tool of communication because it doesn't matter uh, if you're rich or if you're poor, if you're a bad or a good chef or which culture you come from. Like, everyone can refer to a piece of bread with a topping. So, yeah, it's a bridge. Uh, But then again, sticking to our bridge builder question, what message do you you want to send over the bridge to the future? I want to, like, to the future or to now? Well, both. Okay. For now, like everyone has to act together if we want to solve this. And everyone should care about food as it is something that we all going to get affected by or are affected by already, even if you like it or not. And to the future, then I really hope that everyone came together and that we live on a planet where we work with the nature and not against the nature. And that we see life, that we not measure life only by economic profit and more about like happenings in your everyday life I think it's so sad to see people just like working and working and working to earn money and money and money and consuming and consuming and consuming and then get burned out and then be sick and then it goes on and on and on it's like hey life is happening you maybe just live one time then you should enjoy every day and it's good food together with people you love so have you had uh any free time since you founded Reformaten? Yeah, I say that I'm in a Reformaten psychosis because (laughs) (laughs) like, I cannot really think about other things right now because I'm so much into this as I've learned so much and know that the possibilities we have within this, I can't stop to do things within it. So, no. (laughs) I would say no. My friends like that not help with the format and probably think that I'm super boring right now because I'm only running around in meetings and talking on the phone all the time. But um, I love it. Like I meet so many cool people and so many people doing great for this planet. Then it's amazing to see everything. And it's so positive vibe also among all these people that already do good because we have a brilliant examples of people doing good. We just have to lift them up to the sky and follow so what <clears throat> what inspires you then? Uh, hmm. In all of this <laughs> that you told us about. 
Um, I think like to do big change. I always said that I wanted to change the world. And the first I thought it was <laughs> through sandwiches. <laughs> but then I realized that it was the whole food. And yeah, and I was never like uh, good in school because I can only do things that I love. And I loved uh, projects because I love to see like you start with something and then you can see the end of it. But therefore, this is so overwhelming because like we want to do these conferences in the EU parliament and show the EU parliament of how you should eat because I don't think everyone is educated there. And our goal, like now we are in conversation to open an educational center uh, where we want to work with this question on a daily basis because uh, when it comes to like the end, it is education. So like what impact food have on our planet? That is the basic thing. Like if you look on what you learn in school, in school you have to learn about all these boring old school kings, blah, blah, blah. But you don't learn the actual impact of food on the world. And I think it's so strange. Who decided this school plan, by the way? I'm going to have a talk with him. Probably. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then, so, so say f- 45 years from now, then, when you sit in front of the fireplace, what stories from this time are you going to tell your friends, family or children? Hmm, that's a tricky question. Um, I always have so much to tell. <laughs> Maybe I've lost my voice because I've been speaking so much. I'm going to tell them that it was super fun to live on Earth. Mm. Planet Earth was good. Yeah, 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 yeah. My life on Earth was good. I did a good impact. I did what I could. That I'm going to tell them. I did what I could because I really try my best every every day. Mm. That's a that's a good uh, good final sentence yeah. and a wrap. Thank you so much, Olga, for sharing your energy and your <laughs> stories and your passion about a sustainable food system. Mm. And thank you for listening to the Bridge Builders Society Pod. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.